And one of the things we, we kind of invented was in our way there and back, um, we would have these kind of theories that someone would kind of say a theory and, and then we'd debate it in the car. It's just kind of a group of, of bored boys um, in a car. And, um, and, and you can think of what we are kind of, uh, what were our theories are probably like who does X have a crush on Y or uh, silly theories as like, do people who wear hats basically do it because they don't like their hair? So it's not like very deep. But, but actually one friend of mine um, said once, um, I think that in a hundred years, the church will cease to exist. Religion will cease to exist. And he didn't probably realize that he was picking a fight with me at the moment. That's probably my quickest knockout ever, uh, not an actual physical one. Um, but I told him, look, more than a hundred years ago, this guy called Nish said uh, that through enlightenment and human knowledge and philosophy, they would disprove the existence of God. And therefore, he wrote in a novel, God is dead, God remains dead, and we have killed him. And he wasn't doing it because he was super arrogant. He was, he was doing it because that's what he believed. He believed that kind of through knowledge and philosophy, the concept of, of, of God would die. Um, and he thought that uh, kind of all of these ideas would actually end up defeating the idea of the existence of God. And this was 140 years ago, and there are more Christians now than when that was written. And when Jesus was walking on earth, people didn't like what he had to say, so they tried to shut him out, and they killed him. His disciples who saw him risen were persecuted and killed for proclaiming the resurrection of Christ. And they were willing to die for this because they had seen him rise from the dead. After that, for hundreds of years, the followers of Jesus have been, were persecuted and killed, and yet the message was spreading quicker than ever. The truth prevailed. And then the church became this silly political institution full of power, and again was shutting down those people who were teaching the truth about Jesus. They were kind of killing those who were coming up with the notion of Jesus' death and resurrection and what that meant. And again, that truth prevailed 500 years ago. And in Acts 5, we find that uh, kind of Acts 5 is after Jesus' resurrection, just um, the first accounts of what happened. And we find that um, the disciples who were preaching about Jesus and the religious leaders were trying to shut them down again as we've seen throughout history, trying to say, look, this is not real, stop them. And um, the, the most kind of, the biggest leader said this, therefore, in the present case, I advise you, he's talking to the other religious leaders, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But, if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. 2,000 years have proven once and again that this is God's message. That nobody, and they've tried really, really hard and every way possible, but nobody, nothing, never can stop it. The resurrection reminds us that. 2,000 years of Christian history reminds us that this message is true and that it is unstoppable. So Easter 
Jesus' resurrection means that God is real, that what he says is true, and that God is in this, that we aren't just an institution doing nice works, but that God is actually in this. And just let those words thinking, kind of sink into your mind. God is in this. In what we're doing together, in being church, in trying to bring his kingdom, in worshiping him together, in remembering him um, through communion, God is in this. The almighty God is in this. And we kind of forget sometimes that what we're doing is something where God is involved in. He's so much a part of it. And it's even deeper than that. It's not that God is in this. It's actually this is God's work and we are in it. It's actually God's kingdom is all about him and he invites us to join in with what he's doing. So the one who loves us so, so much and is willing to die for us is in this with us. The one who has the power of resurrection is in life with us. And I think we forget how powerful how mighty, how important this message is. The one who rose from the dead is in this with us, is in life with you, is walking with you. And we kind of take it for granted, but it's actually a really powerful message. The one who has the power over death walks with you. It's a bit like saying if you're kind of a, a very bad amateur football player as myself and you're playing with some friends, that suddenly you get in your team of five aside, you get Messi and Ronaldo and another two top players, uh, De Bruyne or other players, and they say, okay, you're playing with them. And you suddenly get to play this football match and it's you with all these four stars against kind of five of your friends. You know you're going to win. You know who's with you. And you know that all you need to do is pass the ball to Messi and let him do the magic. Let him dribble to players and score. It's as simple as that when you understand who is with you. And I think that's the whole message of resurrection. The one who beat death. The one who's so powerful that can rise from the dead. The one whose church has been tried, kind of been attacked and persecuted for 2,000 years and yet it prevails and still it grows. It's the one that is in this with you. It's a bit like, for those of you who are kind of not so, so much kind of football-oriented, sorry, a lot of my images are football-oriented, it's like going to a quiz night, and in your team you suddenly have Einstein and uh, Stephen Hawkins and Sheldon Cooper. You know you're going to win. You can just trust them. Don't answer any questions. Sheldon, go for it, and they'll answer it for you. For those of you who don't know Sheldon Cooper, then you need to watch a bit of American TV. Um, but Holy Week also shows us that the journey isn't easy. I know it, it sounds easy when I say like, oh, Messi's in your team, just pass the ball to him. It's hard. It wasn't easy for Jesus. It wasn't easy for his disciples. I know it's been a very hard year for all of us. We get hurt. We get disappointed. We expect things from God that don't happen. We get disillusioned with the church, with the leadership. We get disillusioned with so many things that we expect God to do. We get disillusioned when our prayers aren't answered. But in God, there's always Easter Sunday. There's always resurrection. That's God's story, that whenever there's a kind of dark night, whenever there's something very hard happening, there's always new life in him. And Romans 8, 11 says, and if the spirit, and hear this, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. So it's just assuming we know that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. 
like a little, a little message there. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. The spirit who raised Christ from the dead is the one who lives in us, is in this with us. I just want us to leave with this message that the powerful God, the one who beat death, lives in us, lives with us. He's in life with us. He's journeying with us. And this week I went through something uh, which was painful for me, and a friend sent me this message. Um, He said, people of faith like you are rare. Those with passion and drive ambition are worth their weight in gold. And it's one of the the few times when I think, well, a bit of extra weight has kind of paid off a bit more gold for me. Um, But actually, it's those little signs that God is in this with us. It's those little signs that God shows us when when we go through kind of things that are difficult for us. God's just reminding us there's resurrection. It's always there's the death of Christ, but there's always that Easter Sunday. He's always here to give us more life. So I just want to share with us Take heart. God is in this with you. His spirit lives in you. The church has had so many checks, so many times we were about to be defeated and always came back through resurrection power. God is in this with us. He truly, truly is. And this is not just a nice story we tell each other. The church isn't just a nice institution trying to do, uh, to make the world a better place. We actually live in God's presence, and the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And one of of my favorite passages um, from Easter Sunday says, the angel said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. So that Christ who is risen, that spirit who raised him from the dead, is here now with us. He's here journeying with us in our lives. He goes out with us as we go out to the world. He's here in our little attempts to bring his kingdom to other places, in our little attempts to change, in our little attempts to make the world a better place. He is in this with us. And what is even better, we are in this with him because it's actually his work. So let us pray and let us worship him and let us be with him. Let us just abide in his presence. Let us just be in his presence. Let, let us just invite that spirit that raised him from the dead to come and abide and fill us now.